And would you look at that, Chilio? The Carolina Panthers are a game out of the NFC South lead. Just like we predicted, the division is so, so terrible that the Panthers are going to have a chance. But wait a minute. What? I was going to say that right now they have the number three pick in the draft, so they're it shows you they're how... a game out of the first pick. Yeah, the game, <laughs> and that's the funny thing about this weekend. They're a game out of the first pick, and they're a game out of winning the division, which is crazy, and that's the current state of two things. One, how bad the Panthers are, but also how bad the NFC South is. This is, you know, in, 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 in the radio business, we like to do this thing where, you know, here's what I got right, and here what I got, here's what I got wrong. And oftentimes in our business, we don't like to tell you the times we got things wrong. In our mind, we're always right about everything. Always. Every single time. Julio's making a face. You love me. Like you, are, you, are you sure? What? Nobody likes admitting they're wrong in no, this business. No, I meant that we were right all, all of the no, time. No, no, no. Trust me. Trust me. Trust me. There is a tendency sometimes in this business to just only tell you about the times things were right. Man, I... I'm looking at the Seattle Seahawks going, Woo! <laughs> Could not have been more wrong. Got that one wrong. Yeah, wow. got, I got no problems telling you when I'm wrong about stuff, man. I mean, sports I, is the reality show. I had a Panthers ticket, too, for over six and a half, because you and I, we did the off-season thing. We were like, you we know. Did. We did. You know, if they just. This is where you and I were right. You and I looked at this upcoming season in the NFL, specifically the NFC South, and we both agreed. Look, man. Tom Brady's playing with fire coming back to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. They're not where they were two years ago when they won the Super Bowl. Hell, they're not even a year removed, okay, where they were a very they were still a good team. But they had injuries upon injuries, and also Tom Brady's missing his favorite wide receiver in Rob Gronkowski. That matters. You look at Atlanta that's continued to be in rebuild mode, and then New Orleans in a, is in a weird, nebulous place. So here you have the Carolina Panthers. Hey, you might just screw around and, and take advantage of everybody else's misery if you can get your act together. Ah, but you see, that's where you, you, you and I didn't see the the big picture here. It, it it required Matt Rule to get the hell out of town, and apparently, it also required Christian McCaffrey to also get out, get out of town. Although that's being somewhat facetious. What happened on Sunday between the Carolina Panthers and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers are two distinct storylines. There's the obvious one that's on a national level, and that is. Oh my goodness, can you believe that Tom Brady lost to this Carolina Panthers team? In fact, here's Todd Bowles, the head coach of the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, calling it, and I quote, a dark day losing to that Panthers team. We as a team, starting with me and the coaches, and the players got to be accountable as well. It's a dark day for us losing the way we did and the mistakes that we had that we shouldn't have had. And, you know, you can't do nothing but pick your shirt up by the tail. We own it. We have to own it to a man. We have to stand up here and own it and make no excuses. And we just got to start digging. So I like that clip from Todd Bowles, but it made me wonder, was Bruce Arians one of the reasons that Tom Brady retired? I mean, there's that speculation. Okay. I mean, that speculation exists. Todd Bowles was 24 and 40 with the Jets. Mm-hmm. He went ten and six his first year, mm-hmm. five and eleven, five and eleven, four, twelve. What I'm getting at here, here is Todd Bowles isn't a very good head coach. It's also a, the Jets. At least his record hasn't been. It's, very al- good. it's also the Jets. Well, it also is where the NFL is, right? Well, Defensive fair. coaches don't exactly make hay anymore. No. Yeah, I, I see you, Bill Belichick, waving. I see you. Mm-hmm. But you also have the greatest quarterback of all time, 
your, your record without him ain't that great. It, it ain't Matt Patricia, but it ain't that great either. Look, there's there's all sorts of speculation as to why Tom Brady actually retired. Um, sure, Bruce Arians is a factor. It's not it's not lost on people that Bruce Arians is not the head coach of the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. And he's still around, back. he's still around, but he's yeah. not the head coach. And there is some speculation as to whether or not Brady and, and Arians got along. Um, but there's also the factor of the, the Miami Dolphins and the tampering that was taking place and him leaving Tampa to be some sort of part owner or whatever it was. With the, I'm still not quite clear on exactly what's going on there. So you got the oh, national- Thank God Stephen Ross is back, by the way. Yeah, I know, right? <sighs> the Dolphins, clear difference with the Dolphins last night, right? So again, you've got the national story of just how bad things are for the Buccaneers and Tom Brady and the regrets of coming back. On the other hand... The Carolina Panthers proved a couple things on Sunday with the win. The first one is obvious, and it's wild to me that we have to keep saying this to fans. You might want them to tank. Heck, the owner might want them to tank because it means a better draft pick. Maybe even Scott Fitterer, the general manager, would like them to tank because it means a top draft pick. But the coaches, the players themselves, they do not tank. They absolutely do not tank. And that's actually something that Steve Wilkes, the interim head coach, talked about when he said the whole concept of tanking bothers him. Uh, it didn't bother me at, at all because I really keep my focus uh, on the men in this room right here each and every day. Uh, but I just wanted to put it out there to let you know that these men in this room have too much too much character all right, to even, even five and something like that. So, uh, again, just excited about the win today. So that's Steve Wilkes, interim head coach on the win. And once again... The owner might want to tank. A GM might want to tank for obvious reasons. Better draft pick. Fans want you to tank because, hey, you want that hope of the next quarterback. Players and coaches do not. So that's the one thing that they showed once again on Sunday. Number two, as we started, given the state of the NFC South, not firing Matt Rule last year looks even dumber. If the Carolina Panthers had a competent NFL head football coach that had them prepared, maybe they're on the Giants 6-1 and one Brian Dable vibe, right? The Panthers believed enough in their defense, and I still think that Baker Mayfield's a decent enough quarterback, and they've got some playmakers, obviously, offensively. Given the state of the NFC South, if they were just prepared week in, week out, maybe they could have taken advantage. Instead, they wasted everybody's time bringing Matt Rule back. They wasted the start of the season, looking very much like a Matt Rule head coach team, Julio. And despite it all, they they still find themselves in some contention in the NFC South. But I do wonder, what if they had fired him last year? Haven't the Panthers won their division twice with a losing record? Yes. Or a sub-500 record? In their, in their three-year three, <laughs> three year streak of winning the NFC South, the second one right. was a 7-9. 7-8-1. Seven, was there yeah, one it of those? 7-8-1. That's right. It was 7-8-1 or something so, like that. I mean, ah, listen, it, it was obvious Matt Rule was never an NFL coach. Mm-hmm. And, I, and I hate to be a broken record. But if you go into the very first meeting and you tell the owner, we're going to draft the next Pat, Pat, Patrick Mahomes. Sure, dude. Whatever. If you go into the second week of the NFL season against Tom Brady and Bruce Arians and you fake a, a punt from the other team's 36 as if the whole building doesn't know you're going to fake a punt, as if you're playing Florida International on a Wednesday night on ESPN Classic. Mm-hmm. This is the NFL, man. 
Like, you, you got to tighten up. And then to never have any – I mean, I don't want to really get really negate all the Matt Rule mistakes, but it was obvious. I told you from the jump, and it should have happened at the end of last year. And, yeah, you could have had yourself in a situation this year you where you take prime advantage mm-hmm. of what is in front of you. Now, we'll see. I don't want to overreact to one win because uh, Atlanta has been feisty now. They lost last weekend, but – uh, they've been feisty, so we'll we'll see what they do with this upcoming. Season. That's the mistake we keep making with the Panthers. They win one game, and they're like, "Well, you know, they've got Atlanta. Atlanta's not that good." Oh. And that was Matt Rule's biggest problem: is he he couldn't beat Cleveland, he couldn't beat the Giants, he yeah. couldn't beat the crappy teams. So if you can't beat the crappy teams, what do you got? Well, and that's why I do wonder if they actually had a competent NFL caliber head coach at, uh, from the at, jump from the jump yeah. this season, how things might have gone. I'm not saying they go straight up Brian Dable six and one, which is kind of an interesting anomaly, but I do think they'd be a heck of a lot better, and maybe they actually would have been in contention for the South. And the third thing that we learned on Sunday, as we see Mike Evans drop a pass that was put right into his hands by Tom Brady, and maybe the the, the tenor of the game changes if they score off the jump with that pass that Mike Evans drops. But you know why Mike Evans dropped that pass? Oh, Giselle. Yeah, Giselle. Giselle, little candle. Mike Evans drops the pass. Look, the third lesson here is don't piss off a witch, man. Just don't. Don't upset a witch. Not if you can do anything about it. Otherwise, you see what's happening to Tom Brady and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Alongside Joe Giglio, I'm Joe Ovius. Dennis Cox is the producer of this program. Kane's quarterback this week, presented by Storm Brutes, hosted by Mike Maniscalco. Your chance to get to know the members of this year's Carolina Hurricanes squad. Come kick off the season at Backyard Bistro, just across the street from PNC Arena. This Wednesday, October 26th, special guest Sebastian Ajo. They're going to be tired, man. <laughs> this, this, this road trip. <laughs> I think Adam Gold Excuse might be me. the most tired of everyone. I tried watching Saturday night for the most part. And was yeah, well, I think it was Saturday night. Yeah, it was Saturday night. <coughs> it was I, late. I fell asleep. I think tonight what? Ten thirty? Ten thirty puck drop. Ten thirty? Yeah. Gilio, I gotta stay up late for that. I'll be in bed by two she, hours. I was gonna say Julio's already in bed by eight thirty at that point. So you might as well enjoy watching the replay in the morning. But if you're gonna do a little Canes after dark, Stormwatch with Adam Gold gets going at 10 o'clock this evening <laughs> the morning after pod should literally be done publishing by the time you wake up i'm guessing that'll be the case but anyway uh go check out uh, the canes corner at backyard bistro this wednesday now if it sounds like Gilio and i are lamenting our old age we are we admit it we're old Gilio's 47 i'm 43 just i mean we each we each have two kids it's, you know, you don't have the bandwidth you used to. It makes total sense, right? It's not like we're trying to go out there and play NFL football like Tom Brady, who's 45 years old. He probably should have stayed home, been a family man, didn't want to do that. It's like, I still got it. It's the equivalent of, and Julio, I think this happened to you a couple of weeks ago. You thought you still had it. You're a young guy. <sighs> thought I still had a little zip on the fastball. How many days did it take you to recover? At least three. You and I on Friday went out to Lonnie Pool to take part in the NC State Legends Golf Tournament. Yeah. Do you know how sore I was after essentially playing seven holes of golf? 
not as sore as after a tailgate, I would hope. No, like my sides hurt <laughs> from the swing because I just don't do that. Okay, I also just also did some yard work on Saturday. It was the yard work. Let's. I also did some yard work on Saturday. I was I was like I was dragging I was dragging bags hard. of rocks for erosion. You're not, you're not swinging the the nine wood that hard, Joe. You'd be surprised. I, no, I wouldn't be stunned. <laughs> I keep that thing on me, the nine wood. Come on now. So yeah, I was doing some yard work on Saturday. It as was well, the yard work, yeah. and I, and I woke up the next day relatively sore. I recognize that. Tom Brady can't. Aaron Rodgers might not be able to, as the Green Bay Packers found another way to lose this time to the Washington he football team. Looks like he's at his wit's end. Yes, with the Packers. And then you got LeBron James at what thirty-seven years old mm-hmm. with the Los Angeles Lakers, and they've lost three in a row, and they're poorly constructed and shooting terribly. No country for old men, man, especially in sports. You hit the nail on the head there. Poorly constructed. Well, I think two of the three instances are that. Okay. Yeah. Packers, Lakers. I think the Packers and the Lakers are two instances where you've got the older stars that are on a poorly constructed team that are not utilizing their strengths. In the case of Aaron Rodgers, statistically, and if you go to all the advanced metric sites, it's not like Aaron Rodgers is playing poorly. But they've got two things going against them right now in Green Bay. One is the offensive line. Catch me if you've heard this one again. You know, when you when you got an older quarterback, offensive line matters, just ask Tom Brady. And they decided that, oh, you know, we don't need to give him good wide receivers to make plays. You're talking about the Packers. The Packers. Now, we gotta we gotta call a quick 30 second timeout on that. Okay. Because remember, when Aaron Rodgers was asked about Devontae Adams, mm-hmm. oh, I don't have to call him. Yeah, That's not what I have to. Oh, I know. I know. I mean, no, no I'm not. I'm... You should have called him. No, you should have told him what your plans were. No, you should have made it your priority to have your best receiver and the best receiver in the NFL on your roster. So I will not absolve Aaron Rodgers for the construction of the Packers roster. And I won't absolve LeBron James because there's no way Russell Westbrook ends up on that roster yeah. if he didn't originally sign off on it, yeah. which he did. He did. He did. And now they're paying the price. I can't imagine that they're going to stick with Russell Westbrook the way things are going. Well, no, no, no. In the NBA, an expiring contract has about as much value as tanking for that top pick. Yes. So th- that's an asset they're going to be able to move and re- reconfigure around the all-star break. You'll see the Lakers be a completely different team. And my guess is you'll see well, Buddy the, Heald in there. I was going to say, by the All-Star break, are they even going to be in contention? That's the question. But as it, as it stands right now, the Lakers are bad, and Russell Westbrook is a big problem with that. But you know what? So is LeBron James, because I do think there's a similarity between Aaron Rodgers and LeBron James right now and why the teams are the way they are. And here's LeBron James getting asked a question about Russell Westbrook and how bad things are right now. I don't know. I feel like this is an interview of trying to set me up to say something. Um I can tell that you guys are in the whole Russell Westbrook uh, category right now. Um, I don't like to lose. I hate to lose at any. I don't care what happens throughout the course of uh, um, the course of my season, or throughout the course of my career. I hate to lose, and you know, especially you know the way we had this game. Um, but give credit to Portland. You guys can write about Russ and all the things you guys want to try to talk about Russ, but I'm not up here to do that. I won't do it. I've said it over and over. Um, that is not my, it's not who I am, so. 
Well, who is LeBron James? Because I think in the instances of LeBron James and Aaron Rodgers with the Green Bay Packers, what you have are two superstars that aren't exactly the greatest leaders right now. There's been a lot written up about LeBron James's leadership style, and you can see when when he's over something, he is over something. I mean, you saw all the – there's three games worth of Lakers footage so far this season, and there's three games worth of LeBron James doing things on the court that make you go, ooh, does he even care? You, you can't put Russell Westbrook and Pat Beverly in the same lineup and expect yeah the uh, if you do that the other person needs to be Steph Curry like sure you, you just can't do you that you can't do that but you saw LeBron James rolling his eyes when a guy drops a pass you see LeBron yeah. James tapping up their, uh, ban- their bench Green. is awful it, it's so, and then again the, again you, you you went into the season willingly yes. with Pat Beverly and, and Russell Westbrook and then it just you've doesn't got, work and then you got Aaron Rodgers who went into the season willingly without have as you pointed yeah. out not willing to go pick out up the there, phone and call Devontae Adams. Adams yeah so the general attitude from Aaron Rodgers is not my problem not my problem right well it kind of is your problem you know. if you're the leader that you purport yourself but they, to they be. both could be over it 37 and 38 years old they have their title you know yep. in the case of lebron he has his titles in the case of aaron Rodgers, he has the super bowl they both could be over it that's the crazy part when you look at tom brady winning the damn thing seven times yeah. like it just doesn't happen mm-hmm. it really just doesn't happen that way and you know he should count all of his blessings for what he's been able to do it's the og alongside joe Gillio. I'm Joe Ovias. So in the instances of LeBron James, Aaron Rodgers, and Tom Brady, one of them is not like the other. In the case of Tom Brady, time eventually finally got to Tom. All right? Shout out to his Facebook special. But time finally got to him. In the case of Aaron Rodgers and LeBron James, to Julio's point, they do just kind of seem over it.